Hi. Welcome to Semi-Woke. Mm, welcome to the Semi-Woke Podcast. That's right. I'm Sharia. I'm Pranav. Uh, this is a podcast where Sharia, a queer woman of color. Why are you calling me a queer woman of color? You are also well, not a woman of color, but I'm a, I am i don't know. I'm just trying to get all the id-paul id, id, adjectives out there. You do the adjectives where you do like everything for me. She's like, she's a black we are woman of color and size with a plus, plus divergent with 4C like, hair. I'm just like a dude. I'm, I'm, like, I'm just a regular I'm just, guy. Yeah, I'm just regular. No. Okay. Yeah. And I'm normal. That's right. <laughs> That's like, it's giving that. It's giving that. You're always missing. You're like, I'm just a man. I say I'm a cis straight male comedian. Of color. Of color. Of a certain, uh, uh, older geriatric millennial. You are a woman of a certain age. I'll just shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you are a woman of a certain age. Look, now's the time to be centering the voices of cis males, it geriatric millennials, of especially color. during Pride. Okay, the- this month, spe- this this moment specifically. Yes, yes. Hey, this is a podcast where Sharia brainwashes me with one woke concept a week in order to turn me gay. Uh, no, no, no. You can no mm-hmm. longer. There we go. Just be gay. Now you have to be the back of Brent Corrigan's throat every time he's deep throwing a dick. That's that's really whoa. Cool. That's an intense one. Shout out to Brent Corrigan. That's a blast from the past. You remember Brent Corrigan? No, of course I don't. You never got. I used to be into gay porn uh, for a little bit in like high school and college. Me, me and Kat used to be into to gay porn a lot, and Brent Corrigan was like the top star you and cat are like the thelma and louise of autism you know we that kind of <laughs> we kind of are that's very 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 true very 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 true i love that i love that i love you guys i love us too i've i don't know the cat is real in fact i'm quite certain she's a figment of your imagination <laughs> that you is. have talked about so much you've manifested her yes. into a reality that yes. everybody now knows about because you'll just go out we'll go out somewhere you'll be at the bodega Talking to the bodega, but you know, Cat loves Cat <laughs> loves Mike and Ike's. You, you know, Cat loves Mike and Ike. I'm like, Cat, they're like a hookup. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely did uh, manifest her, but I didn't do such a good job. That's why she's so small. That's why <laughs> she's, she's like, so tiny. small and weak. <laughs> she's missing three fingers. She's missing three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> she's like an AI <laughs> monstrosity. <laughs> Created. A people met Cat. Occasionally she comes to my shows, but not for me. I, met, that, I met Cat the first time I met you. Yes, that's right. That's in. right. You guys came in as fans. That was hello. Great. That was a great. That, that was, a, was great a great intro. You, you should have seen us when we left. We were like, and that was the perfect way to meet Prada. That was it true because really I roasted you guys for coming yes, in late. It was perfect. And then Cat's ass came in with an Arizona, Arizona iced tea, tea that she always okay. brings. She walking around, you know, a restaurant. Yeah, like she a little Colombian to- Trayvon, <laughs> you know, with the Arizona tea. No, Sorry, no. Um, we all know who I am and what I do here. Your rest in power, truly. Um, somebody beat George Zimmerman. I think somebody again. did again. Yeah, he do it again. Need a routine. Every day he should. It he needs should to be hear. like a new Christmas where like, somebody lays a beat down on him. That should be the new purge. Is beating his ass and like all the other ones who we can't get justice. Yeah, yeah. I, I hundo, hundo agree with that. Uh, but that was when I met you and I roasted Cat for bringing an Arizona it was iced tea into our bar. It was. She didn't just bring it; she dropped it in the middle of your set. That's right. And <laughs> then I called. It's like, why do you even have that? I remember <laughs> yes, that. It was fantastic. Was, was, that was great. That was, was truly a magical moment. It was literally a magical moment. It was who a perfect knew? moment. Like these two little weirdos who came into my show, and, and you guys were sitting like at a corner right at my bottom right. Yes, we were. And you were looking up at me like... We were so excited. You don't understand. Like this. We used to just like literally... That's why we call you our opas is because we used to just sit around and watch uh, 2PM video or watch like K-pop videos. And then we now then we started when we discovered Mango Bay, we just started like getting high and watching Mango Bay. We were like, which opas should we watch today? I love that. I love that. It was it was it was it was a magical moment. It, it truly was. It was. It, it really was a very it, special moment for me too. Um oh, speaking of that, we we also we should talk about this. We should talk about this a little bit. What? Just because uh we, me and Kat went to go see TXT um recently. Tomorrow by Together, they're one of my favorite K-pop boys. Okay, well, no, we don't need to we talk, need to talk about, about this. We need to talk about this. This does not need to happen, Sharia. It was great. Listener count is plummeting. I sent you a picture, too, from it, and you were like, oh, I, I was like, oh, look where I am. And you were like, where? A Nambla convention? That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you kind of got me with that one. <laughs> you are an Afiba file. That no, is for sure. No, no, they're my, listen, it's not that. For me, it's like the closest I'll ever get to seeing like my child's talent show. Right, like I okay, or other people's children's talent show. No, because I can don't you love imagine other people's children? Can you imagine that having no relation to a child elementary school talent show? And you'd be like, yeah, I just heard about this. Thought I'd show up, check it out. <laughs> no, it's even worse. It's like I'm a huge fan of fourth grader Kevin, and he is eating. <laughs> okay, he's he's fourth, playing the fourth grade. That fourth grader is going places, he, mainly in uh, Sharia's van. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I like screamed my head off. It was such a good time. Kanteon, you are the love of my life. Sharia, we can't you. we can't do a case fine, spiral right fine, now. Fine, fine. Okay, that's a new term, by the way, case spiraling, spiral. which is what happens when Sharia even gets a whiff of an opportunity to discuss K-pop yes. and then just spiral. Yes. He's into a tizzy. It was a great day. Anyway, they they killed. They ate, and I love them. Did they so eat? Proud. Were they allowed to eat that? No, they're not allowed to. They were. They are not allowed to. Eat. <laughs> They are not allowed They were definitely suffering. <laughs> this is a semi-woke podcast. It's yeah. the first gay straight collaboration since uh, the first gay straight collaboration since since Ricky Lake and John Waters. Rick, oh, that's a good one. I know that one. Is that is you, Ricky Lake? Straight? One. I know John Waters for sure. He's a cinematic Rick, legend. Yeah, Ricky Lake is straight. Okay, is Ricky Lake not straight? I just figured you come into contact with John Waters, you immediately, you immediately become gay. Become a little bit. Gay. Yeah, you're like that's a little true. bit gay. That is yeah. true. That was the proto semi-woke. Just interacting with John that Waters. Was- you know what I mean? He's John Waters because I love that. For yeah, me. if you it, there's there he's like a toaster in a bathtub. If yeah, you get into his proximity, you're becoming gay. By the time by the time we finish this podcast, you are gonna eat dog shit on on. I will. I will become the new divine. He will become the new divine. <laughs> that rest so... in power and peace to divine. We love her. Yeah, I mean she had to have died. That had to have been her death. Had to have been an offshoot of eating the dog shit. Probably, probably yeah, right. Help. That did not help. Probably didn't help. No, no. Things we do for art. I know. Or whatever. <laughs> Kill everybody. <laughs> Rest in power to that. murder. Is John Waters matter. still alive? He's alive. Yeah, he's yeah. still alive. He's still alive. Yeah. Mustache still kicking. He's still kicking. Yep. Still um, kicking. Only uh, thing straight about him is that mustache. Only thing straight about him is that mustache. That is the gayest fucking mustache. I mean, the anyone. line itself. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's a okay, very that's, straight line. It's actually very good. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm funny. Funny. You're funny, yeah. funny dude. You're funny, funny. dude. Men, I mean, yeah. are usually not funny to me. I am. I am the funniest straight man. Let's relax. Okay. Yeah. Let's relax. What? Who are you defending? That's not me. I, I'm kind of on a John Marco Ceresi kick right now. Okay. Well, John, props to John Marco. John, props to John Marco. Yeah. He's one of my favorite straight men. Although. Okay. There it is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He doesn't watch this. No, but he definitely, <laughs> he has jokes about that as well. About, yeah. No. Yeah. About how he's just like a very, he's a fancy man. Yeah, exactly. He's he's like in the closet straight. This, he's yes, in the straight really, closet. No I, the first time I saw him do comedy uh, live, I was uh, I was in the front row and he like revealed that he was straight in a, a, like a tempted casual way and I audibly gasped. Yeah. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my plan for you. You have to become uh, like a, a, a fruity straight man, but with thicker thighs. Yeah, well, thighs. you know, the old phrase, man laugh, man plans, and I, in this case, laugh. Okay. Man plans and you laugh. Man plans, God, God laughs. You were God. Okay. That's true. That's that's true. And Ricky Lake, what happened to her? She, she of course, had the talk show for a while. No, but do you know she she does the the business of being born? She was the one who made those, like, she makes, like, a documentary series, and then she does, like, a lot of uh, uh, fundraising to talk about, like, uh, um, like, okay, so she fell pregnancy. No, she 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 fell off. She's, like, a promoted for, like, uh, for, like, uh, pregnancy health and and, uh, of all kinds, because the way. She fell off. We're America. Had a few babies. She's doing all right. Yeah. No, she's definitely doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. She's had like several children. All right. The lake dried up. Let's just put it that way. That's why you wanted to say that. I didn't. I just thought of it now. That's why you wanted to say that. That's why. Okay, fine. It was worth it. It was worth it. it. Do you want to cancel something today? Let's cancel Hannah Gadsby. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're canceling Hannah Gadsby. We're canceling Hannah Gadsby. This has been a long time coming from my perspective. Yeah. Um, A, because she was never funny, but- Uh, God, 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 God. We're not going to do to Hannah Gadsby what you did to Clara several times. They. They. You said she. It's the, oh, Hannah? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I was like, okay, my bad. They, yes. Hannah, they're they now. I think they were, they've been... Not- I don't know if they were they that back then. Like What's- Nanette. Of the Nanette era. Um, I actually don't know. Anyway, the, you know, regent of, of all of uh, the, the arc, arc, archbishop of wokeness themselves. They really were. They really, I don't, I would never put a white queer as the archbishop of wokeness. Okay, that's fair. I get that from your perspective. (laughs) But when we're talking about mainstream media culture, right? Because you made a point earlier that. If Hannah Gatsby had been Hakeem something something, they never would have had a Netflix special. Yes, if special. Hannah Gatsby were Hakeem Gatson, yeah. they would have never had a fucking Gatson. Netflix special yeah. uh, uh, like like that with that with that. Yeah. Listen, I and that's no shade to Hannah Gatsby. I actually really love Nanette, and I think that there is power in uh, in discussing these kinds of very serious issues uh, and and injecting comedy. But I I just don't think. And there's also a lot of power in being the bitch of the Sackler family who has funded their show. It's called It's Pablo-Matic. It's Pablo-Matic, which my issue with this. okay, so if you don't know what It's Pablo-Matic it is, it's a a Brooklyn Museum, right? It's Brooklyn Museum? Brooklyn Museum. Brooklyn Museum uh, 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 fucking art. Thing. It's a show. It's, it's an art show. It's an exhibition. It's not really. It's like an exhi- exhibition, but they uh, they put um, a bunch of like uh, Picasso paintings, and then Hannah Gadsby wrote like like Twitter captions, and she wrote like little captions. They they sorry. They wrote like like really shitty dumb captions. It's like huh, okay, we well flex. they put the whole thing together. Yeah, exactly. Weird it was flex, but okay. that was the level. That yeah. was the level like, of really. it. Um, and then like uh put it side by side with and then like basically kind of like wrote little things about how cubism is just you know fucking toxic masculinity. They described it as a kaleidoscope of his dick. A kaleidoscope of his dick. That's like, right. That's very right. clever. I, listen, my contention with Hannah Gatsby is that they. Always should have only ever been one essay in The Guardian. Okay, that's what Nanette was. It was like one good, one really well-written Guardian essay. And that's all, that's all the clout they ever really needed to have. Also, they're hot. Let's let's just just be also like real about it. Are they hot? They're hot. They're hot. Listen, they've transitioned into somebody who looks like a board member of Purdue Pharma. Okay, that's what they look like. They always look. They got like the that, steely, though. spiky hair, the rimmed glasses. That's like ninety percent of the women I dated. In Listen, they <laughs> they look like a Hugo Boss fashion model from nineteen thirty. If you know what I'm saying, for sure. And they do. They do not. I don't think they acknowledge their whiteness uh, in in the way that they talk about. Like I think they they very much center their whiteness. And there's also some problematic discussion of like. Like some people are saying that uh, they they have some man hating tendencies that often the the slide from hating men to straight up turfism, it's like a pipeline and and yeah that's like a whole wait thing. how so a lot of turfs are uh, gender essentialists oh gotcha uh, right yes, okay and so like even trans women are if all men are bad all men are bad all men are evil all men are predators and trans women are just predators pretending to be women yeah but that's not them right they don't say that. no they don't say that but people are concerned because that's always the the first the first step that's when they catch you honestly turfs are a cult we should have a whole episode about it but that's how they catch you that really is how they catch you they are non-binary they're trans non-binary so i don't think they are are they turf. trans or just non-binary that's what non-binary means trans non-binary you can't be cis non-binary I thought non-binary. Okay, here we go. Lesson here for me. Hold on. No, well, we didn't talk about those specific that specific. um, Yeah, we mostly individuation of terms, right? Yeah. So for me, I always thought that non-binary was just you don't identify as your cisgender, right? And you're just non-binary. This is just my perception Mm -hmm. of it, and maybe this is where I need some clarification and and edification. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. And I thought trans meant that you are actively transitioning. From one to another. So, yeah, I don't know. No. Right. Um, okay, that makes sense. I, I see what you're saying. No. <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I, of course, trans people. So the transition in this case is from cis to non-binary. That's what the trans would refer to. Well, okay. So, like, cis literally just means not trans. Okay. Right? So uh, that means that the gender you were assigned at birth is the gender that you present as is the gender you identify as, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 all good with you. You understood the assignment, mm-hmm. you've got it. Uh trans means that you just 
don't identify present or uh, uh, you don't identify with the uh, gender that you were assigned at birth. Right. So for some non-binary people, that means like they are they they kind of view themselves as genderless. Some non-binary people view themselves as gender fluid. Some people, some non-binary hey, I got people, some gender fluids of my own. Uh, right? Let me tell you. Something. Uh, oh God, uh, duh. that's like a woke Joe Rogan joke. That's like if Joe Rogan ever learned to read, um, uh, he would make that. Joke. Listen, I know you've been radicalized by the MMA that you. I so love, you love Joe Rogan. I don't love Joe Rogan. He's I didn't a fucking say that. idiot. Uh, that I wouldn't say that either. I don't. I'm very, I'm very neutral about Joe Rogan. Are you neutral about I'm pretty Joe Rogan? Ne- I'm pretty neutral about have Joe a Rogan. Whole, we could have a whole episode about Joe Rogan. Uh, for me, I I, I don't listen. I'm not a regular listener of his and, podcast, and but what, there are people who uh, he has on that are very interesting for me to hear. Sure, he has right. on interesting people, yeah. but he himself is a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. I don't know why. Well, listen, I know that he's a lot of the like. Listen, can we stay focused here on the, the real fucking idiot? Is? Whatever. He's a, he's a Which fascist. is Hannah Gadsby. Uh, Hannah Gadsby is a fucking idiot, but Joe Rogan is a bigger fucking okay. idiot. Okay. Uh, but... Joe Rogan ain't taking Sackler money. Okay. He ain't taking that opioid money. I'm sure he is taking But let's stay focused okay, here. Okay, let's, not, let's stay let's focused not. here. Okay. okay. You're not going to, you're not going to usurp. You're not going to usurp. <laughs> okay, my cancellation. Sorry, let me do So the binary is literally just like the the uh, the sets of gender roles and gender norms that we've uh, laid out in like our own uh, you know capitalist society, right? Female, male, masculine, feminine, feminine. Those are the binaries, right? And so if you're non-binary, you either flow in between those, you identify as one or the other sometimes, and one the other, or you identify as some mix of that mm-hmm. or something outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Straight folk, a new math problem just dropped. Keep that's going. right. That is a that is a real math problem, and that's a whole thing. And then, but uh, the fear is so. So if you are non-binary, you are you are trans. You are trans non-binary because you were. The trans doesn't necessarily mean transition. Okay, it means just like transitioned. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, Hannah Gatsby. So Hannah Gatsby took a bunch of sacks. Now identifies as a whore for for opioids. That's right, a whore for capitalism. Uh, they do not care about your dead cousins. They don't care. Uh, they they don't care because they're trying to make that money. And at the end of the day, they are a white queer capitalist. Yes, and and what they did was such a low effort, low hanging fruit. My God, bachelor's degree in art history, like take down (laughs) or Pablo Picasso. There's so many more intelligent ways of approaching that kind of critique, which they do not engage. They could have featured all the work of female cubists, of the female artists that that uh, Picasso either abused or like blackballed yeah. that there that's out there you yes. could have done that that was an opportunity to do that but instead it's an opportunity for you for you to do a twitter thread dunk on on picasso i know i know you like, know what was so funny is um so many different people are coming at her from them from so many different directions uh one of my exes who is like a writer uh a brilliant brilliant woman and i love uh, miren love you but uh miren um hit me up in the dms earlier and she and she was like, did you see this? She's like, it's ridiculous. I was like, Hannah Gatsby's always been embarrassing. She was like, yeah, sure. But now she's taking the, it was fine in comedy, but now she's taking it to art history. That was her. Oh, that was her. She's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. an affront to art history. That, I was like, bitch, this woman is taking Sackler money. That's that right. is the problem that's the here. That's the issue. That's the issue. Art history's always been embarrassing. That's right. Okay. That's right. Same, same with comedy. Yeah. I wasn't, as much as I love comedy, I wasn't so much, she's, ooh. They're destroying. Okay, I know I'm kind of I'm being brainwashed now. You know they're destroying uh, the, the 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 grand tradition of comedy. Set up punchline. Set up punchline. I'm not. I didn't care about that that much. I don't necessarily think that it is a comedy special if most of it is just a screed. But I do think it was a necessary screed, and I and I do like the idea of it putting was a more necessary heart screed that comedy. would have been perfect. For, for a, a TED talk, five hundred word essay in the garden, or a TED talk, it was very there. The, there was some element of performance that was that was uh, interesting as well. Twas not funny. It was not funny. Twas not funny. <laughs> it wasn't. Funny. It wasn't funny. Look, with comedy, there's a very simple receipt. Is it funny? Is, is there it laughter? Funny or is it not? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can. You can. You can. I. I don't necessarily think that that's the only thing, but that's the 
primary thing. It's the primary motive of why we do this. <laughs> the primary this. thing. It's comedy. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I don't care. I don't care. Shit on the stage. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> not, they're not German. I'm, okay. I'm, they're Australian. We're not at the box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, oh, we've sacrilege to the grand tradition of power. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. People jerk it off from people's faces. Right. But, uh, but I do think that they are a very good example of white privilege run amok. To me, this is very much the symbol, though, of the this is like the perfect culmination and actualization of woke consumer culture. Boom. 100 percent. Right. Yeah. And uh, talking about gender issues and talking about, oh, toxicity of males. But you're all not. The, and all the all the while getting funded by the Sacklers. Like, really? You know? yes, yes. That is the perfect it's combination. Woke TM because this is this is what this is the appropriated wokeness. Yes. That that they've, uh, you know, 100 I mean, percent. This, this is this is what it is. This is what it's all about. This is what all the all the human resources types and da, 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 who are now finding jobs and money from like. You know, yeah. being woke, right? In being like a professional woke. way. Being woke. Slapping a rainbow on on, on fucking military grade. Weapons. Yeah. Getting paid $40,000 <laughs> for a seminar about pronouns. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. At like Raytheon or whatever. Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, yes. Then they're, and then they're like, yep, that's it. Thank, thanks for the money. And then the minute one or two fucking fascists goes, I don't like that. They immediately go, oh, well, fuck them gays. We hate them niggas. Right. Like immediately. Look at Target. Target, Look at yeah. fucking literally all the brands this June are like immediately taking off their rainbow stuff. Have you seen that? No. Have you not seen that? No. The the the, uh, the MLB the the baseball people mm-hmm. they usually for June they're like we're gay too mm-hmm. and then so they like first day of June they posted their uh, their new logo which they usually use for the throughout June which is the MLB logo with the pride flag and then some Nazis complained and they said oh. Fuck them! I don't know any homosexual. Wow, what a loss to the queer community. Major League Baseball isn't okay, involved so anymore. I agree, I agree. Like all these like banks and all these people that like absolutely just exploit queer community and then slap a rainbow on it. They're they're giving up isn't an indication of like oh no they no longer support the queer community. They never supported guys. The queer Buffalo community. Wild Wings isn't exactly of us anymore. It's an indication of the turning of the cultural tide. This is the backlash. This is the Reconstruction era of queer rights is like it's a good it's a good yes, analogy yes this is the this is the backlash that is is always going to impede progress and it's happening and we're watching it once the corporations go they know that they're they're following the note of the rise of fascism let's just be real well are the co- corporations really relinquishing it can when you've got them funding things like hannah gatsby's you know yes whatever yes it's like i think i think the dei like queer pride stuff is still very firmly entrenched in corporate but that shit isn't real that was never, i agree was with always that. a shallow thing 100 percent they're agree not with that. even doing the shallow shit anymore mm-hmm. which means that the tide is turning and it's gonna be harder to be gay which is terrible because it's it's an indication of the rise of fascism but it's good because i feel like the lines at the queer bars are going to be a lot shorter mm. i think i'm gonna be able to get a drink maybe you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of these fucking like uh play bisexuals are gonna be out the running exactly. all the straight white women that's right aren't gonna be time. showing up the anymore. straight white women that's been stealing all the uh, you know a couple it's years over. ago during pride i was that's doing right. a joke that nobody liked where i get up on stage we'll say happy pride to all these straight white women in the audience and everybody would get really angry yeah, except no. for like a couple gay black queer people yeah <laughs> that's only for us I'm sorry, that's only for us. They they do not like that. Listen, I remember I remember one year during Pride, I was walking through the subway in Union Square, and this very clearly cis straight white ladies they all rainbowed up and she's like, if you're not carrying a flag, you're anti-gay. Swear to God. Swear to God. Uh, if you're not carrying the flag, you're anti-gay. Yeah, she's like, if you don't have a rainbow flag, you're anti-gay. Okay. Swear to God. Okay. All right. Well, Listen, I I'm always down to fucking cancel the white gays. So know. Uh, know done, done. Hannah Gatsby, cancel. You're done, Hannah. They're done. You're, You're done, Hannah. Done. That's right. You're fucking now, done. Now I'm getting the Netflix special. <laughs> I don't even have a Netflix account. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. They, I That's out of solidarity with the writers' strike. Uh, it's out of solidarity with the writers' strike, but also after I worked for them, I was like, and that's enough. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the NDA. Anyway. Um, <laughs> let's, 
Alex, what's today's topic? Today's topic, you tell me, I believe it's something called texturism. It is indeed. It is texturism. Yes. Um, so what is texturism? Texturism, okay. So he- texturism refers to hair texture, mm. uh, to a discrimination based on hair texture. A lot of people get mad about the term. They, they think it's like made up. It's all y'all just want to be oppressed. But it's specifically- It's like anti-frizz conditioner. It kind okay, so that's right. what I, yeah, that's what, right. That's what people think it is, but it actually for like has, Farrah Fawcett or whatever. Right, right. No, no, it's particularly in reference to uh, black hair, to Afro hair types. Okay. Um, and so let's get into like the weeds of it before I forget the things that I barely researched. Again, the weeds. Not it's in, also a texture. Sorry, go ahead. Sit in the corner. Okay. I'm already in the corner. <laughs> no, turn around, turn around. I'm already wall. in the straight corner. Okay. <laughs> turn around and face the wall. Put your hands up the whole time. You know, I know that. I thought you have to hold your ears. Oh, yeah. That's another one. I never did in that Good one. Indian punishment. I did the one where I had to do that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, well, let's just get into the, the history of hair typing. So, like, it goes all the way back to the early 1900s. Like, we're talking like 1908 with. Have you heard of the, the what's the eugenicist's name? Eugen Fisher? I'm not in a, up on eugenicists. You'll be happy to know. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised. Wouldn't you be terrified? I was like, oh, yes, Fisher. I mean, I'm genuinely One surprised. Man. Whenever I look at your YouTube algorithm, I'm really <laughs> like, there's a lot of eugenicists. <laughs> it's mostly <laughs> fighting, but okay. It's fighting you're, you're... and then a lot of right wing stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Eugen Fisher was a German Nazi scientist mm. uh and, and in 1908 he instituted a hair uh hair typing chart hair gauge it was called mm. but it was it was about uh color and texture right and so they went to this Namibia. feels like a very gay endeavor can i just put that out there it does, <laughs> just judging it, people on their hair it's definitely a white gay thing i i really if we go into the real <laughs> i really think it might be let's talk about it no 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 no, no, no. he definitely wasn't gay um he was definitely very homophobic um but um he basically the point of it was to judge the whiteness a proximity to whiteness oh. of people's hair uh, of both the black and mixed race people uh, living in Namibia at the oh, time. It wasn't okay. Namibia. I forgot what it was called. It was time. probably like John's Basement or whatever they were calling it in colonial eras. That's... You know, and it was like one German dude would own like a million square miles of Africa or something. I mean, I'm talking like King Leopold style. Okay, because we're still. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not like over. Yeah, it's true. No, no Africans own anything in Africa. Um, oh God, somebody's gonna be mad about that. I'm joking. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> but that's so he was uh he was uh, uh the there were two different tribes, the Nama and the Herero tribes, and mm. different textures of hair, okay. right? And so he was judging their proximity to whiteness based on the the texture and color of these people's hair and, and scoring it and coincidentally namibia was the site of one of the worst genocides uh after the worst german genocides oh against the 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 nar the narma and herero tribes okay um up to three quarters of the population jesus were systematically murdered um and then uh and then uh fisher went on to do the the um the Nuremberg Laws. Okay, because <laughs> right before you said Nuremberg Laws, the way you, your tone, you're like, and then Fisher went on to, I was going to, I was waiting, like, dancing with the stars. That's right, like, he went what? to dancing with the stars, <laughs> and we all forgave him. We were like, oh, he's great. He's that cha-cha. <laughs> Honestly, today, that was what, that's, yeah. what, look out for that. That's going to happen. Um, So that was like in 1908, right? And then, uh, of course, there's, of course, there's other things, but there's the uh, South African, uh, the pencil test. Okay, Have right. You, you told this? me about this on a previous episode you when you had this? a four C violation at your job. That's right. Yeah, no, they didn't institute a pencil test. But yeah, that's basically what they did. The pencil test was, of course, South Africa came colonized uh, the the Dutch. The Dutch. Right? It was the Dutch. The yeah. Dutch came and uh, colonized uh, South the Africa. Boars. Uh, the what? The Boers. The Boers. Yeah, the Boers. The Boers. Yeah. Yes, they came and uh, colonized South Africa, and they uh, uh, they have the classification of the segregation. Basically, it's 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 a uh, it's a uh, apartheid. So when they mm. instituted apartheid, you'd have to be classified based on either you were white, you were colored, which means like you're biracial or mixed, yes. and uh, or black, right? And in order to determine which classification you were, and obviously what what kind of rights you would get. Yeah, it was a very sophisticated racial matrix that they had yes. because they also needed pe- numbers on their side. Yep. So that was their way of favoring this. I do, I do know a, a 
somewhat about African uh, South African history is that they would uh, people who were black basically were getting certain rights based on their proximity to whiteness. Yes. So which is very interesting. Yes. Even though it was illegal for them to exist, yeah, right. it was still they yeah. were still preferred yeah, 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 yeah. because of their you proximity. You actually to be here, but while you are, yes, that's right. While secret you are, son of mine. We love the yes, yeah. Very that. Yes, very that. And that that same that same thing was was the hair typing also existed in American slavery, but partially mostly because those people were uh, the 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 products of rape. Right, right. <laughs> of the, now, the uh, the, what I do know about this, which isn't a ton, but I did read the autobiography of Malcolm X, and he used to talk a lot about hot combing. Yes. Which was a very painful procedure to straighten hair uh-huh. and to have what was called a conch. I love how you're like, was. Oh, yeah, I've, it's fine. Yeah, I'm just talking about it in the context of yep, that. Yep, I, yep. I don't know much yeah. about it. I'm, I'm the one who's, who's in the learning. It's mostly here. all it fell out of favor, but yeah. Yeah, and hot combing. And I, I believe this is something that he was was Doing. became vehemently against. Yes, but he right? used to be. He used to, used be, to be a hot combing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Listen, I have also felt the heat of the hot comb against the back of my ear. I've what does that been... feel like? It's extremely, it's like being burned by an iron. That's it's so like being insane. branded by an iron. That is like, so nuts. Right in your like six-year-old head. Oh my <laughs> God. Yes. That's terrifying. Yes. As, as I also, I've been hot combed. I've been flat ironed. I've been relaxed. I've had, I did relax in my hair since I was uh, six years old. And hot comb, flat iron. These all sound like medieval torture. It kind of is medieval yeah. torture. Like we can really get into it about the 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 things that that people have done. Like I mean, we all appreciate Madam C J Walker, but you know, yes, we do. She has. We do. You know Madam C J Walker. She was the first black female millionaire. Oh yes, and she made her millions off of the Madam C J Walker hair system. Oh shit, which was basically like the first, the early relaxers. Oh yes, damn. early relaxers. So, and she was the first black millionaire, and all this other stuff. Uh, her da- her daughter later squandered her daughter who was queer later uh, squandered her uh, fortune her fortune on what on bitches and booze. <laughs> I love it because I love it. <laughs> Children of millionaires be the same right? wherever you go. Right. You know, I love that. They love are that. a sort of karmic retribution for capitalists in a way, as their yes. own children. I really do believe in that. You know? I really do believe in that. Look yeah. at look at Chet Hanks. Yeah, um, they're like they're like all unwitting collaborators with the working. Class. Yes, yes. See how weird fucking Donald Trump's son looks? I don't care. I'll make fun of a child. That is a weird looking, goofy looking child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird looking. Baron? He, yeah, Baron Trump. They all look a little. They're all wrong. Yeah. But he looks wrong. Yeah. He looks wrong. He was made wrong. Dude, I used to <laughs> think that Donald Trump's cum had some kind of poison. It was like the blood from the alien movies, which just sizzled through shit. It yes. just deformed people. It Perfectly hot women that he was with, and then their kids come out looking real funky. Exactly. Yeah. Like, ugly men have babies with beautiful women all the time, and those babies are normal looking. It's true. His kids are wrong. And look, the thing <laughs> about it is, what's bizarre about it, and he himself, in his prime, was not an unattractive man. Just physically, I'm just saying, put aside all the hatred of Donald Trump. Let me look it up. He was a fine looking dude. You know, he wasn't extra. Let me put it this way. Hold on. He wasn't excruciatingly ugly. Okay. You know what I mean? That was the bizarre thing about him. Let me look him up. Young okay. Donald Trump. Yeah, you're a fucking, your search history is going to be all fucked up. I know, right? Girl. Uh, he was fine. Girl. Okay, that, yeah, you're right. That ain't ma'am. the best. This this is a this this is an inbred. <laughs> that is great. His whole family looked like inbred. This is this is the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, sure. What? No, they're all weird looking. His mama ugly as shit, bro. Okay, okay let's not get to everything. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> his mama is ugly. I don't want to ruin your algorithm. Okay, yeah, you know? Fuck, his mama is ugly. <laughs> God damn. I'm I'm not. I know this misogynistic to say, but nobody should fuck somebody who looks like that. I, that's just not. That's not if ever, if the ever there was a case for some kind of misogyny, that's right. That, right. It's that, that. It's that don't fuck women that ugly. Come on now. <laughs> Let's be real. Woof. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't cute. They're, they're all ugly. They're all inbred and, okay. and weird looking. Getting back to Anyway, this. back to it. Madam C.J. Walker, uh, early relaxer products. And now we know this is just the early relaxer products. I I think they've gotten worse over over time. Uh, you're your girlfriend uh my girlfriend as well yes <laughs> wow uh she did uh research uh about uh the like the, the link between 
relaxers and cancer, yes, fibroids, right. endocrine yes. disruptions, and reproductive of health of, black of of reproductive health of black women. That is like I am also a victim of it. Yeah. You know, we're one day we're gonna have an interview with my uterus, yeah, with my she, dead uterus. She is currently co-authoring a paper. That's right. She is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like I'm, that's definitely it has to be from relaxers. I use relaxers most of my life. Yeah, I did not know what my own hair looked like until like. Mm, I was 21. <laughs> yeah. Well, your hair is beautiful, by the way. Thank I loved it when you, you when you came out with the full fro, with if I may fro. call it that. Yes. I love. I think it's it's beautiful. It is wonderful. Thank I really. I was very happy when I saw it. And I have a picture of you with this hair holding a goat. I'm like nature's child right here. That's oh your that's your picture on my phone. Oh, I love you. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was a great day. Oh, shout out to the goats and yeah. to Megan uh, Harvey the Stallion. The Stallion. Okay. <laughs> uh, Megan the Stallion, Harvey Milk. Megan Harvey the Stallion Milk, whatever her name is. The cow that I yeah. um, that Thank you for saying that. I love my fro. I do love my fro. But I think because of the system of white supremacy and the hair typing system that a lot of women have a, I also had a very hard time accepting my hair type. Extremely right. hard. The only reason why I stopped using perms was because I had like actual like burns and uh, bald spots mm -hmm. in my scalp. It got, it had to get to such a bad level that I literally had huge chunks of hair missing, right. uh before I was like, all right, I guess maybe I should stop with the perms. It's like right. literal torture. It is literal, literal torture. torture. It is literal torture. That's so wild because, you know, texturism, you give me a brief idea of what it was, but it's very interesting to think about it as like a very systematic yes. racial stratification yes. that's happening according to one very specific metric. That's right. Because also, let's just be real. The, okay, this is the thing, and I, I'm going to get shit for it, and I'm just going to say it anyway. The one distinguishing factor between black people and anyone else is not your skin color, is not your features, it's the hair. It's the hair. It's the Afro textured hair. Yeah. And it is also the most maligned. It's, it's like to me, the fact that black people cannot wear their hair as it exists, as it comes out of their head, is the greatest indication of anti-blackness right. being global, right? right? Of, of either internalized anti-blackness or our protective response to right. anti-blackness. Well, what happened in the culture? Because there was a moment in the 70s with black revolutionary black radicalism sure was. where black is beautiful. That yes. was the thing. And women full froze. The bigger the fro, the huge, better. Huge, huge yes. froze. Panoply, like a peacock. Yes. Gigantic, beautiful. Women with Mixed women used to make their hair right. So what happened between then and now? Because it seems like now we've gone back into the relaxing era. Eh, yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. So you're on top of it. I mean, I, well, I just just purely observational. Oh, right. Okay, so like, I'm not I don't I, don't, I haven't studied it, but I'm just saying anecdotally observ yes. observing it. I remember seeing that. Right. And I remember watching shows like Good Times and stuff like that as a kid. And, you know, without getting too far into Good Times. But, um, you know, you have that kind of aesthetic and you have that. Uh, cultural moment with mm -hmm. that and now we go back and everybody's got straight hair now yes. again and straight yes. hair is everything again yes. so I'm curious like what do you think happened so I like you can see the progression in the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. from the acceptance of blackness in all of its form radical acceptance of blackness to then the 80s with Reagan and with more conservative viewpoints and with capitalism kind of being like you know that was the the 80s yeah. it was the 80s it was a time of great uh, opportunity for for capital advancement right. but also extreme degradation and oppression of uh of poor people of working right. class people right and so black people needed to find a way in between that and that entered the jerry curl phase right the jerry curl phase in the 80s the activator right? yes the activator people yeah. drip it just drip, drip the drip the yeah soul glow yeah just let you smile. Okay, so, it's been a minute since no. I watched that that movie. Amazing, amazing movie. Watch it. It's a great movie. Coming to America. Have you seen that movie, Connor? Okay, good. good. He's, he's black enough. Like yes, the the Jerry Curl thing, which was uh, it was it was sort of like clinging a little bit to the Afro texture, but really 
encouraging people to have a looser curl pattern, right. which of course is an indication of proximity to whiteness. Argue with your mama. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that was happening. And then of course it led more because let's be real, black people needed to enter corporate spaces. Right. And there were literally laws that were like, like there were no laws against discrimination against a texture. You were told you cannot wear your hair like that right. and work in an office. You cannot wear your hair like that and work in any way front facing with the public because it might indicate that you are politically radical. Mm. It, you know what I mean? And, I, and it, that persists to this day. It's very interesting because there's a standardization of whiteness there, right? Which is like, you know, you could be black. Just try to be white. That's so, right. But just give it a shot. That's right. Just your hair. That's right. And okay. All right. We're going to get we're going to get spicy. Okay. We're going to get fucking spicy. Okay. Let's go. Because, okay, I want to first acknowledge this. A, black women can do whatever the fuck they want with their hair. And B, there are issues of desirability, of, uh, of beliefs in professionalism, of, of just having to survive white supremacy that forces black women to make very difficult choices about their appearances. Um, and it, it's not your place to judge black women. And I am not trying to judge black women who don't do this with their hair. Mm-hmm. I also have to acknowledge the fact that I am natural, but there is a degree of privilege almost uh, for me to allow myself to be natural. A, I don't date men, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't have to adhere to the same standards of desirability that women who date men do. Mm-hmm. I just don't. And that's a huge privilege for me in a right. way, right? B, I work from home at a in a fucking, you know, like a corporate office that's very chill about how my hair looks, right? Yeah. I, so I don't have to adhere to those standards of professionalism right mm-hmm. and be um i don't give a fuck what white people think so <laughs> i wear my hair however the fuck i want but a lot of people for their own safety they cannot live that way right they have mm-hmm. to present a certain way but the 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 rise of wigs of weaves of relaxers and we had a quick little natural hair movement of which i was a part and it's so funny, the the girl that I, the reason why I went natural, the reason why I finally made that decision was I was thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And um, I read some story about a woman who uh, had permed her hair her whole life, did the big chop, and then her hair grew and it was just soft, curly, biracial tendrils. Mm-hmm. And I, that ass was like, maybe that will happen to me. Mm-hmm. And that didn't. Okay. <laughs> Why did you think that would happen to you? I don't know. I've never seen really my hair. Yeah. I thought you never know, right? <laughs> Maybe. So I did like I didn't even do a full big chop. I just kind of like had to cut out pieces of my, my hair, God. and then I wore a lace front, very itchy lace front. And when I took it off, I was like, I'm gonna have beautiful curly. Uh, Cree Summer, Rachel True, all the black girls who were actually mixed that I saw. You know yeah. what I mean? That wasn't the case. It was Negro hair. I'm black. Turns out I'm black. Turns out you're black. Turns out I'm black. Like She's black. black. Crazy. Everybody. Um, who knew? <laughs> and and I was like, nope. Let's do a let's do a, a, neutra- a, a neutralizer. Yeah, which is like basically a Jerry curl. It's mm. like a it's like a mini perm. Yeah. So I bought the neutralizer. Um, and I take it out of the box, and it smells like perm. It looks like perm, and I have like a PTSD reaction. To right. It. And I was like, no. And then I was like, what am I going to do with my hair? I am not Miss, I'm not, at the time especially, I wasn't Miss Pro-Black. I wasn't particularly politically motivated Mm -hmm. in that way. I wasn't radicalized in that way. I voted for Obama. (laughs) (laughs) I believed in open change or whatever. So like, I, 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 I was like, I can't walk around. And I'm not like a graceful swan. Like if you walk around with an afro, there is sort of like a an ex- expectation that you present extremely feminine, right? And that you you carry yourself with a certain amount of grace and pride that I just can't do. Mm. I'm a bumbling. Well, <laughs> you're a goofball, goofy but you are very beautiful. Thank you. You are. You are a very, very beautiful person. Well, Nobody can ever deny that. Unless they're the, the Edward Fisher guy that you mentioned. That's right. That's right. But no, you're an objectively beautiful person. <laughs> Come on, you know you are. The beautiful skin, beautiful bone structure, cute little nose, button nose, you know, the wonderful smile. Um, here's one thing that I notice, and I, I'm maybe this is, just, this is an anecdotal observation that's coming straight off the dome right now, is like when it comes to black men's hair, mm-hmm. right? you rarely see black, and now you don't see jerry curls anymore, no. really, 
right? Yeah. Uh, with black men's hair, you very rarely see um, a black man with a blowout or Boom. a fro. Boom. Right? And said you'll just see very closely cropped uh-huh. hair, period. And for me, that also seems, strikes me now as you're talking to me about this, as a sort of an erasure or a muting. It is. Of the Africans, the that's because, and I'm not trying to step on anybody's individual sure, choices. I'm sure. just, I'm just observing. But them it is really. your choices aren't made in a vacuum. Okay. Your choices are made in a society that is like filled. It's the, it's in the ether. Anti-blackness, white supremacy is in the ether. So you're not just making choices of your own volition and your own free will. Your your choices are informed by your environment, and your environment is anti-black. Right. If you can accept that racism is, is exists and that it is global, yeah. then you have to accept that your choices are made with that in at least some part of your mind. So yes, I do believe that that is an indication because, and it is blatantly is. There's a lot of things even still. Uh, Steve Harvey was cutting off uh, boys' dreads, right? I didn't know that. Yes, he offered boys money to come on his show and he cut, he shaved off their dreads so that they could look professional. Oh my God. That's anti-blackness. That is. I mean, mean, that seems like a very... I mean, but he's like the king of respectability politics, yeah, he's, right? He's, he's, he's the to be black dude for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Like that. He had that. There was. There's many examples of uh, black boys being forced or being compelled to cut their hair, um, to not wear braids because it it is uh it's ghetto. It, it indicates that you're not serious. It indicates that you're dangerous. Yeah. There have been doctors. Well, I guess the longer forced. long hair in that sense has a countercultural connotation to it, maybe. For sure, but I have a feeling if their hair there's if their hair was long and and straight, um, there would be less mm-hmm. of that. It, there's it's not like you you don't look like a gangster now right. you're too feminine, mm-hmm. right? It's a different different, yeah, different yeah, discrimination, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Okay. And I think a lot of black men don't want to talk about their own texturism, their own in, internalized textur- texturism, um, because they have a choice to not deal with it, mm. right? They can just shave it. Okay. Um, Here's a question that I yeah. have. So we can say, okay, let's say black men rejecting black women who yes. don't have um, tight tight curl hair like you do, for instance, right? Um, Wait, rejecting women who... Who don't have straight hair, for instance, right? They or, reject women who have... Who don't who have, have my yeah, type. Yeah, no, who have your type. There you hair. go. Okay, yes. sorry, I was confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have that. What about the concept that as human beings, the things that we are attracted to oftentimes tend to be oppositional to what we are anyway. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just posing this right as yeah. a thing of like there is to me there is something about opposites attracting in a way. And when you look at white beauty standards, right, mm-hmm. white women are always trying to get a perm. You know what? I, just hear me out. Hear me yeah. out. Let me finish. And and when you hear about classic white um, depictions of what it means, tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, but they don't tall, mean dark. dark. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Right. Maybe they actually do, though. Right. But it's a very repressed kind of thing mm. is is something that I might conjecture. Right. Mm. And that in that. Yeah. Maybe they don't because there is a systemic and a societal attitude about interracial mm. mixing and stuff like that. Mm. What about the idea that like, oh, as a black man who has a tightly curled hair himself, I my impulse is to go for something different because there is something exotic about that, right? That's I'm definitely I have heard that from black men. Okay, I think there is somewhat of an element of that, but again, then I made in a vacuum. I mean, your type is you like studs, yes, you like studs, yeah, as you say in your Brooklyn ass accent. Uh, but your other thing is you love trans mask Waldos. I do. You know I what do. I mean? I like they it. all look like Waldo. A lot of these dudes uh, that you. Or they thems or whatever that you are attracted to I'm like motherfucker looks like waldo yes for sure okay motherfucker looks like harry potter for sure for sure like... it's in my joke that i, I like anybody that just dressed like dennis the menace yeah. that's my <laughs> thing a hundred percent so the, what it, i mean I, to me wouldn't that account for something like oh i'm into something that's just different and for sure but the the, the difference is not in race it's not in color it's not in hair type the difference is in vibe mm. right and I'm attracted to vibe. And there's no shade to people that aren't attracted. And I also do have a thing, but I also like people of somewhat my body type mm-hmm. or thicker. You know what I mean? I like big tits. I like big, big booties. I like big stomachs. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's, certainly there's some opposites attract, whatever. And there's definitely black men who say like things like, I'm dark. I can't be with a dark skinned woman. You know what I mean? Right. I'm dark. I need to be with a light skinned woman. Interesting. Um, I'm I my hair is 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 nappy. I gotta be with a, a long hair, thick red bone. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and so the, and sure, I'm sure they believe that it's only because the opposites attract. 
But the reality is, A, most people are attracted to people within their own racial makeup, right? Most people are attracted to people who uh, identify with, uh, who have like identity markers uh, reflected in their community that mm. they were raised in, right? Um, why is it that black men, and overwhelmingly black men do date uh, uh, black women, but also they're the ones that mostly date outside their, like out of all mm. the races, they're the okay. ones that are most likely to date Didn't know that, but okay. Yes. Um, for good reason. They are, they live in a white supremacist culture mm. and white supremacy, the first thing that it needs to do is denigrate the women of whatever culture that uh, is, that might, it's like they, they don't, they can't, you can't threaten white femininity. Mm. And so black men feed into that and they seek what they're told is the most desirable. And they be might believe that they can separate their own attraction and their own whatever because they still fuck women with tight curly hair right. and i honestly i will suppose even though i may not adhere to those standards of desirability just like you said i'm cute as shit yeah and maybe i think a lot of uh people wouldn't be able to admit that uh -huh. to themselves like i think a, a lot of times i deal with a lot of um subliminal attraction oh, right they know they're attracted but they know they're not supposed to be interesting right i once did a live uh, comedy show during the pandemic and i was like hosting a, some live comedy show and my dick says yes but fox news says no literally the comment was she's hot in a weird way oh <laughs> like, thank you interesting i'm hot but i'm not supposed to be right, right? well there's a great comedic trope with my personal like icons of comedy the wayans brothers who i love i love it and throughout several of their movies the two that are coming to mind is i'm gonna get you sucker and then don't be a menace to south okay. central yes where all the hardcore black radical black nationalists all date super white yeah not just white but like mid white like yes. don't be a menace she was just like yes she was like pretty hoagly yes. you know what yes. i mean yes. like yes. just yes. Excuse me, can you tap that white girl for me? Excuse me, sister, can you? Exactly. Yes, yes. And she's holding like a banjo or something. She's just like doofy looking. He's like, my milk of magnes. Yes. And then I'm going to get you stuck on the white girl. The white girl. She was like very attractive. But yeah, Bernie Casey was playing the hotel. And she was, she had braids and stuff. Yes, she had braids. That is a joke because that is a thing that happens. Right. That is the most, you know, pro black militant black yeah. black black man they always date white women of course this is true of since the panthers date, yeah then sometimes assault yeah, yeah what's his name uh what's his name date the the the, the guy the fucking guy he wrote the book the black panther Brent hampton no eldridge cleaver eldridge cleaver so long eldridge nice. cleaver yes okay. and he he you know he was like i like to rape white women because that's my book uh, um yeah that was like a whole thing um like it, it is it is a phenomenon that happens and a lot of the men like did you see like tyrese's wife tyrese or ex-wife tyrese married this mixed woman with long curly hair and then posted my black queen uh. <laughs> and everybody was like where's the black queen where am i missing it is, is she in the room with us right now wait why did he call her his black queen because she is like a 116 oh black. my god that's hilarious <laughs> That's hilarious. Can we though talk about a true power interracial power couple, which I love? This is from the '80s, which in many ways the early '80s was such a amazing freewheeling time in certain ways. Yeah, for you because you were there. No, no. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I wasn't there for this. This is before my time. Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Do you know him? He was a big. He played. Actually, he was. He was, played Ivan he Drago at Rocky Four. That girl. Big dated, blonde. Eight. Yes. Eight feet tall. Blonde. Short hair. He dated just, uh, Brigitte Nielsen. But yes. But for that, you know who? How he got famous? Because he was uh, in love with Grace Jones. Everybody was in love with Grace Jones. Yeah, yes. I know. But they were like the power couple. Okay. That was like a they very were interesting. Couple. Couple. Okay. I would say so. Right? They were at like Studio 54 and shit. Okay. I, could, I think it was before my time. But they were like together. And Grace Jones is the one who like kind of helped him break in. Oh, well, you know, yeah. my Jamaican yes. guy, more like my Swedish guy. Yes. All right. Yes. Wait, before we get off into the weeds, let's get into the hair typing chart. Okay, Sorry. Yes. Let's get into the history of the hair yeah. typing chart. Um. Oh, but shout out to Grace Jones, Jamaican queen. Um, Dolph. Uh, and Dolph, sure. Uh, uh, the the hair typing chart. So now we have the hair typing chart today, right? Which was in invented by Andre Walker, mm -hmm. who is Oprah's hairstylist. Oh my god! Yes, that's how the hair typing. Chart I mean, Oprah out. and the. I remember watching her as a little kid with my mom, and she had just very she's you know very white woman Karen haircut. Actually. That's right. That's right. Her hair is blown out always. 
uh, either blown out or perned or whatever. Um, uh, his hair typing chart was did not include like three C or whatever, but it also kind of was very discriminatory. It was like four is bad. Type four is bad. Type four is when it's how did he explicitly say type four is bad? Maybe not bad, but it needs help. It needs management. That's the also the 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 the, the reigning belief about my hair type about four type four hair <laughs> is that it is difficult to manage and that it is difficult to deal with, that it constantly needs moisture, mm -hmm. and that it is uh, usually easily damaged, right? That's the belief, that the natural hair of this type is very difficult to to, to maintain okay. and manage. I would say that is only true. Do you think that's like a pseudoscientific thing? Not a pseudoscientific thing. Okay. I think that is a prevalent uh, uh, belief in the natural hair community, mm. but I think it's only hard, 4C hair is only hard to manage if you want it to do what it doesn't do, mm. right? 4C hard, hair is hard to manage if you want it to look like 3C hair. Right. And I don't, I'm the laziest bitch on the planet. I don't do shit with my hair. I wash it, I deep condition it. I might do an oil treatment or a rinse. I really don't do it as much as I should, but I don't do shit to my hair. Mm. I wake up, I put some fucking de uh, uh, leave-in in it and I pull it. And then I, I show up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's I basically what I do with my it. hair. Yeah, I, exactly. No. Exactly. We should, black women, black people, but I'm going to speak to black women specifically, should have the freedom to do their hair with with as little minimal, with minimal mm. effort. So this is very interesting to me because now that you're talking about, you said that you didn't even know what your own hair looked like. Yeah, I had no idea. And I'm realizing now I actually don't have a true conception of what actually black hair is. And so my question is, and I don't know if you know the answer to this either, but like what what did like in Africa, right? What did African hair look like pre-colonization? That's a fucking amazing question. Like so, what did what did that look like? Yes, that's a fucking a fantastic question. So actually, we don't have perfect records on this, but it used to be uh that hair was specific, hairstyles were specific to your tribe, right? So you had the Fulani tribe that had their, mm. their braids in a certain way. Right. But it was never, it was very rarely do we have records of black people with just wearing a fro, okay. wearing their hair just loose and out, right? right. Usually, uh, especially if you were a uh, higher status, your hair was very much done in very specific ways. Yeah. You, know, you ever see those like very extravagant braid Absolutely, styles? Absolutely, yeah. Yes. So that was usually what, and hair was extremely important from what we know, the things that we know that weren't destroyed by colonialism. We know that hair was an extreme, uh, extremely important signifier of tribe, of, sure. of family, of status. Um, and the first thing they did when they were capturing uh, people from Africa is they made them shave their hair. Uh, interesting. First thing they did, because that was they they no they wanted you to not identify with your culture at all, mm -hmm. right? That was the first thing they did to shave your head before they put you on the boat, right? And also, what we know is that um a lot of these tribes that were that were kept safe were mainly oh well I guess that's not really uh related to hair but it's somewhat related to to some cultural things like you know the the lip thing the thing right the lip right, the right. big ears sometimes sure like yeah, yeah. that that stuff was mostly or there's a theory that that was mostly done as a way to protect from being um from being um captured oh because they saw you as mutilated oh interesting and so therefore you wouldn't be good to work interesting. right damage the goods yeah they can steal them so they're saying that the, the, the belief is that maybe a lot of those tribes actually don't have like originally didn't have that as like a main thing oh, but it became more popular as a way to protect them from being captured by very very anyway sorry i get on i got off topic hair um, is such a fascinating thing because like as an indian um we don't talk that much about hair. I have pretty wavy and curly hair. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in India, if you look at like uh, sadhus, uh, the, I'm talking about renunciates, religious, spiritual okay. renunciates, they always, their hair is almost always dreaded. Or not all, always, but like very often their hair is dreaded. That's and when you decide you want to renou renounce and you want to go live in the in the forest and meditate or whatever all, yeah. all your whole life. You cut it. You, you don't cut it. No, you mat it, which is dreading it. Oh, oh, okay. So their hair is just uh, loose, and then they they mat it before they. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I remember as a kid, uh, like some like holy man came from India, and he was doing the rounds in our small town in PA with the Indian community, and this motherfucker had like literally like an eight foot dreadlock, almost single dreadlock. It stunk like piss because they renounce, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not like 
whatever. Yeah, IG they're not using dub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, that 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 always stuck out in my mind. That's very interesting because, like, the Rasta thing is. I wonder if the Rasta uh, uh, tradition of when you become a Rasta and you start dredging yes. your hair, yes. it's usually supposed to be freeform dredge, yeah. just like that. The matting, the yes. freeform locks. I wonder if that is connected to the Indian, Indian thing, Indian right? Thing. I've heard that before. Yeah. I remember I was I was working some job as a teenager and I was hanging out with a couple of guys. One of the guys was a Rasta and he was saying, yeah, that's because there was Indians in Jamaica and that Indians actually brought weed to Jamaica as yeah. well. I knew um, that. Yeah. But that's, I wonder if they brought that tradition of uh, the dress. Because it's a spiritual thing. It's, it's a, a spiritual renunciatory practice. thing. Yes. It's a renunciatory yes. practice. Yes. Uh, so I, I found, I always found that fascinating. Yes, yes. There's another thing we should have gotten into is about freeform locks. Like I'm also in a certain uh, uh, set of privilege because I have, my, I can, I can alter and I, and I do, you've seen it. I alter my hair. I'll, I'll do a twist out or whatever to get like an appearance of a different hair texture, a more uniform mm. defined hair texture, right? Yes. Uh, for like a job interview or whatever. But if you have locks, specifically if you have free form locks, yeah. the, automatically you're not, you know what I mean? A, a lot of people uh, view free form locks uh, of, of all kinds as like dirty inherently. What, what is a free form lock what, as opposed to what other kind of locks? So there's a free form, the, the lock, normal locks that we usually uh, identify with are the ones that are like, they're they're parted in a certain way. Right. They're manipulated to be uniform. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Or close to be uniform. Right. Freeform locks locks are usually locks that are just naturally matted. Okay, right. It's just how your hair is matted, and it continues in that way. Maybe sometimes you'll get them. Like, of course, you'll clean them and okay. wash them, but you won't uh, manipulate them in any Interesting. way. Interesting. Right. That's they're not. They're not shaped. It's they're not they're shaped. Oh, or there's also some shaped. What are the ones? The flat locks. The oh, I like how you look at Connor. Like he does. I know. I sure did. Oh my god, girl, it's late. I'm so sorry, boo boo. It's okay. I'm so sorry. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. So there's there's different types of locks that are uh that are not. They don't look. They may be uniform, but they're flat and they're big. There was a um, there was a basketball player who had those locks, and people were like, "He stinks." You could tell he stinks because his hair is matted. And these are black people saying shit like that, right? Of course. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of this, like, I know white people love my fro. They yeah. may be thinking of that oh, little nigger, but Connor stayed under his breath. Don't do Connor. Loud. They, they, they're always like, wow, your hair is beautiful. Oh my God, right? Black people, a lot of the times, are the ones who have the most problem with my hair, right? Interesting. I did tell that story of my uh, texturism issue in yeah, the office. The office. Why did I wasted. I, I wasted on the colorism episode. No, it's okay. It's <laughs> I should have talked about the texture. No, yeah, four C violation. That's right. I had a four yeah. C violation. That don't come in here <laughs> like that. <laughs> she was black. There's, black people are the ones who are are unfortunately tasked with policing blackness. And making sure that we uphold standards of white supremacy. And I think, and now let me get back to the wigs and weaves thing. I love you black women. And I love a 40 inch bust down moment. And I might get a blowout, you know what I mean? In a little bit. But I think we need to be more conscious of the reasons why we do these things. And a lot of times, you know, you hear those like uh, black uh, misogyny podcasts. They're always like, you're in your hair hats. You got right. your fucking weaves and your wigs and da da da. And they say it with a, a lot of hate. And they're doing it to attack black women's choices. But I don't want to attack. I just think we need to have the conversation that these things are, they are wrapped up in anti-blackness. And you can't, you, you can't, you can say, like, now I'm hearing a lot of, like, actually, it's anti-black to hate wigs. It's anti-black to Right, it's very interesting. It's very like, interesting. Yeah, wigs and weaves are black culture. Very. Sure, but so are ham hocks. Right. Doesn't mean we need to eat them every day. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. You know uh, totally, you totally. Know what I mean? like, yeah, it's so fascinating. One of, the, one of the things I love about doing this podcast with you and like learning about these kinds of things is actually what we are talking about beyond talking about racism is that we're really talking about social mutation. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because how things have become one thing and then it becomes another thing. Yes. It reinforces and then objects. And it's a very, very fascinating thing. Yes, and people think about, people aren't conscious about the way uh, things move right. and change in yeah. the world. 
Uh, but yeah, no, I just would encourage if there are any black people listening that wear wigs and weaves. Look, girl, I I, I loved my wigs and weaves. Okay, yeah. uh, they, we'll see if we can put a picture of me and my Nicki Minaj wig. Right back in the day, I <laughs> I loved my wigs and weaves. And there's a certain uh, that you feel, right? And there's a response that you get. Yeah. Oh my god, when I had the straight long hair, oh my god, people loved me. Yeah, people loved me. People, oh, ooh, right, you know? you're yeah. instantly identifiable as hot. Um, I just and I so I understand why 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 you do that, but I just want us to be more conscious of our choices and how we may be reinforcing anti-blackness and reinforcing the internalizing anti-blackness. Right. If you cannot leave your house with your hair showing exactly what your hair is supposed to do without feeling a certain way, it's time to unpack that. Interesting. It's time to think about it and unpack that. And and it's time for us to stop denying that texturism is a thing because it has killed people right like we we have we have records of the deaths yeah so let's not act like it's just a it's a fake thing black people it's something that we really need to talk about it's something that we really need to unpack yeah um white people too but do that on your own time <laughs> no, for sure for yeah. sure i think it's i think it's super important uh i think we should wrap up let's wrap up let's do a blame capitalism okay let's do a real quick one ready oh, yeah. yeah you know you're gonna take oh, it out i need to set the timer okay okay, okay. Okay, what is it? Right, I got it. Let's see. No! What is it? Big butts. We already did that okay. one. Okay. You can't put them back in there. I did. Sorry. I didn't know how they kept back in there. Ha! What is Heterosexuality. it? Heterosexuality. Heterosexuality. You have one minute to think. Go. I'm going to sing the song. Okay. I actually don't need the one minute. Okay. We kind of did a whole episode did, about it. I figured you wouldn't need it, but yeah. go ahead. We did we did a whole episode. I like how you threw it. the heterosexual slip of paper on the ground. Um, so um heterosexuality as a concept is already a, a, a capitalist uh a capitalist uh, invention. Heterosexuality is a capitalist invention. The idea of like the man and the woman need to be together so that they can reproduce, so that they can make people who contribute to society with mm. their labor that's really the real thing um and that there needs to be one uh subjugated uh you may not say that's inherent to heterosexuality does that mean being gay is like going on strike yes like a worker strike yes yes it is <laughs> i'm sorry it is being gay is sort of like being on strike that was my idea being gay or just like choosing community over the nuclear family mm. that is anti-capitalist um, the, you, uh, heterosexuality in and of itself is a concept created specifically to uh, uh, make the labor market uh, okay. something, and and to uh, and if everything is is uh, individuated around this two parent household uh, structure, then you don't reach out to the community. Okay. It's 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 a good way to endure against mutual aid and all that stuff. And it's a great way to subjugate women and subjugate men as well. Okay. Forcing them to do most of the physical manual labor outside of the home. Damn. Wow. You ate that, as you would say. You ate that. You ate that. That was that was masterful. Uh guys, uh party words, Hannah Gadsby, shut the fuck up. There's no hope in dope. Uh um, there's no hope in dope. Yeah, you sackler peddling fucking idiot Come on, now. Like let's be let's be actually clear with our politics yeah. um they are a menace um yes they're not a menace but you know they're they're capitalists they're um and uh yeah check us out on uh everything leave us reviews give us five stars please we love it um love you guys uh subscribe on youtube and uh fucking stay stay, stay semi-woke stay semi-woke y'all love you peace okay, bye